What is up, bitches? I am finally back home after all of my lovely travels. I returned a few days ago. My man and I spent a couple nights at an all-inclusive resort on the beach, had some fucking margaritas, sat my ass by the pool, by the beach, got a little burned, (laughs) a little bit of a red raccoon situation going on right now. Uh, but I am back. I am back at work, uh, behind the fucking mic, uh, putting bitches on their fucking knees. And speaking of putting sluts on their knees, uh, that actually ties into today's episode topic. <laughs> uh, I was in Vegas last week and had a session with a sub of mine, and it was three hours long. And most people, when they hear about some of the things that went down in that session, are most shocked to hear that his cock was caged up uh, for about two hours and 45 minutes of it. <laughs> And first they're like, what do you mean caged up? I'm like, fucking just like what it sounds. There's a cage and there's a key and there's a lock and I, I have the key. <laughs> and second, they're like, why the fuck would uh, someone want to do that? Much less pay a shit ton for it. So if that's you, <laughs> then you're going to love today's episode. It is all about chastity cages. <laughs> Enjoy, bitches. can come from nightmares too the queendom will take over you dreams can come from nightmares too the queendom will take over you welcome back sluts into thy queendom come i am your host queen low and today we are talking about chastity cages <laughs> and chastity is not only one of the most common kinks that i work with but it's also one of my favorites and if you are wondering what and or why the fuck you're not alone <laughs> i just got back from xbiz and avian which are two of the biggest adult industry conferences and events and I have been wanting to do an episode on chastity for a while, but was ultimately finally fully convinced to do it because even uh, veterans in the industry who are more in the mainstream, I guess, side of things, right? Not so much BDSM and fetish, but they don't have much experience with the concept or the idea, but it's one of the most powerful tools that I use with my clients. And I think it's fucking fascinating. (laughs) Uh, So what is a chastity cage? Let's start there. (laughs) It is a literal cage that locks up your cock. Like it has a a little lock, you know, you size it, it goes around your balls, takes your shaft. And when the cock tries to get hard, it fucking can't. So I, I know you're already getting so many ideas. We'll get there, I promise. But uh, but it's a the chastity cage itself. It's a throwback to the idea of a medieval chastity belt, like Robin Hood men in tights uh, <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, but funny enough, chastity belts forcing wives to be faithful to their husbands, you know, while they went out on military campaigns, were never actually 
uh, real, apparently, supposedly. Like, there's no actual historical evidence that these things actually existed. The paintings and the images of them from the time served really two purposes. One, they were allegorical, right? Like women should act as though they have a chastity belt around their waist when their when their spouse is away. But two, the other reason that they were really depicted is because it was a joke making fun of men who thought their wives were being faithful, but they were really being cucked, right? <laughs> One of the most famous images shows a naked woman giving her husband the key as he leaves, and there is another man in the shadows with a duplicate key. Uh, I actually, I posted a few articles that talk about this and kind of the origins and the, and the creation of the myth in the show notes, because I think it's so interesting. Uh, but either way, the symbolism was usually about men trying to lock their women up, locking up an asset, right? Keeping them, keeping them pure. Uh, so a significant part of modern chastity play, just like so much of BDSM and femdom, is a reversal of that power dynamic. Now it's a man being locked up by a dominant woman. It's hot because it's subversive, uh, because it flips the old storyline. It's also hot because it's always gone kind of hand in hand with cucking. Uh, even the old picture that I just mentioned of the man leaving with his wife's key while the lover's in the shadow literally shows the man with the fucking, with the donkey ears, which signified a cuckold, which hilarious random fact. <laughs> You know, the bunny ears that we give behind people in photos, the origin of that is called the cuckold horns, which is essential, which is the sign of a fool. Like you're unwilling and you don't realize that your woman is, is cheating on you and it's humiliating. It was considered absolutely just the most emasculating, humiliating thing hundreds of years ago. And it still is today in many ways. And that's why cuck play, as well as chastity play, is so popular. It's subverting that old narrative and it's taking power over a humiliation that very much still exists and it's it's making it hot. Right? Like being a cuck is being the unwilling, powerless man that's denied sex. And being caged up is a physical expression of that. Uh, and I get a lot of calls from men who just wanting to experience and play within that exact dynamic. Like you're being denied sex. You're pathetic. Why? <laughs> I like, why? <laughs> and being faced with insecurities of whether they think their cock is small or whether they have fantasies of their wife being with other women or there are, you know, they experience being cheated on and all of a sudden they have fantasies about that. It's also coming face to face with very real fears of not even, you know, I can't fuck a woman very well. I don't know how to fuck a woman down like, you know, like the alpha male I'm supposed to be. And it's coming face to face with your real, their real fears of being cheated on, being emasculated, being humiliated in that way. It's, you know, totally naked and vulnerable with some of those deepest fears. Uh, and it's also just giving someone complete control in 
really the most <laughs> real way. I mean, <laughs> side fact also, uh, cellmate is one of the newer, you know, the new age <laughs> technology cage tools that we have. And I have used it with subs, you know, it works with their cage and I can lock it up with my phone and, and do things with it. And was actually just reading about, you know, kind of the scandal that went down with that because fucking hacking. Hello. <laughs> like, I've motherfuckers had my bank account, but like my fucking cock in a cage for like, I mean, Jesus, like talk about complete control in a really horrific way. I fucking love working with cellmate and that kind of shit. So I don't, I hope I'm not fucking myself here with that, but hey, it, it, it represents my fucking point. Uh, because being locked up, having your fucking, you know, your cock locked away and not able to get hard. How many times a day does a man get hard? Um, and not being able to do that and giving away that power is, is hot. And I have a lot of clients that wouldn't at all identify as cucks or that aspect of humiliation, but they absolutely love being under my control and locked away for and by me uh, while I tell them, you know, whatever I want and tell them they have to do whatever I want. I have guys who don't get off at all on dressing up in tights and tutus and they would never do it in their free time, but they absolutely love doing it for me if that's what I fucking want from them because I tell them to. And so all of this is fun and hot and whatever, but there's actually another dimension of chastity for me, which makes it far more interesting. And that is the spiritual dimension. Intentionally choosing to, quote unquote, lock yourself away from your cock for a period of time because of the positive benefits that you receive from it on a very deep and spiritual meditative level. Now, before we get more into that, let me first, a little disclaimer here, let me stress that I believe masturbation is a beautiful thing. If you guys haven't learned that about me already, <laughs> I believe in pleasure. <laughs> Again, <laughs> uh, I believe in self-pleasure and I engage in it and uh, with it uh, on a regular basis. There's nothing evil or harmful or wrong about mas masturbation. History is full of bullshit about this. Uh, so is the present, honestly. <laughs> you know, from the church telling people that it is a sin to doctors in the 1800s telling people it was harmful to their health, literally, like, you will die. <laughs> to the popular belief in the 1950s that it could cause blindness. I mean, pretty sure my parents were taught that it was going to, you know, they were going to grow like hairy hands, uh, fur on their hands or shit. I mean, it's crazy. Masturbation has been shown to have all sorts of health benefits. And I am a huge fan. I mean, if you have ever had a cold or some congestion, a little fucking masturbation, a little orgasm will... I mean, honestly, for me, it just clears me right up, truly. <laughs> so no, it, it, this what I'm about to discuss is not lock your cock away because masturbation is fucking evil. Uh, this is simply making the empowered choice 
to abstain for a certain period of time so that you can focus that energy on the rest of your body and find pleasure in new ways. And also because it's fucking hot. (laughs) You may be wondering, uh, how in the world is caging up your cock going to (laughs) deepen your spiritual, (laughs) your spirituality, connect you further with self? Uh, Well, this goes back to in the first season of the podcast, I had an episode titled Addicted to Climax. And if you haven't heard it, well, you're shit out of luck because you currently can't. It is in the Queendom vault right next to my vials of man tears and golden dildo (laughs) for now. (laughs) Maybe I'll bring it back like a fucking Disney classic at some point. But anyways, Addicted to Climax. I was in a course with uh, intimacy coach Megan Lambert, who I love and have learned a lot from, where I really realized personally that I was addicted to climax, not only in sex uh, and masturbation, in life, right? Like sex is life, that creative energy, that ability to create and am I experiencing the pleasure and the journey or am I just rushing to the next climax, just trying to get off and just getting off? (laughs) And I was given an exercise to go uh, a bit of time giving myself pleasure and self-loving, massaging, caressing, not allowing myself to climax. And it was fucking hard. (laughs) It was fucking really hard. But essentially it's, you know, if you believe, I believe that our sex energy is our, is our creative life force energy and being able to circulate that within our bodies and not release it, not in a repressive way at all, but for the purpose of channeling it. It's fucking powerful. It's not stopping orgasms because they're bad. It's because recognizing that they're fucking so powerful and that energy, that, that sexual energy that can literally like connect you to fucking goddess herself and make you feel like you're, you know, transcending dimensions. It's fucking powerful energy. (laughs) And if it's not released, uh, it can be channeled in fucking powerful ways. And for more on that, we're going to go straight to the goat himself, fucking Napoleon Hill. <laughs> uh, in his book, Think and Grow Rich, he actually has a chapter about this. He's a fucking entrepreneur's fucking God. And he's talking about this. <laughs> the mystery of sex transmutation. It's about redirecting that sexual energy that it is innate and powerful and makes people do crazy fucking shit. Putting it into something, putting it into like creative, physical pursuits. I'll say, I'll read a quote of of his own. He says it better than I can. (laughs) Sex desire is the most powerful of human desires. When driven by this desire, men develop keenness of imagination, courage, willpower, persistence, and creative ability unknown to them at other times. So true. Think about like all the fucking art that comes out of like heartbreak. So strong and impelling is the desire for sexual contact that men freely run the risk of life and reputation to indulge it. When harnessed and redirected along other lines, this motivating force maintains all of its attributes of keenness of imagination, courage, etc. 
which may be used as powerful creative forces in literature, art, or in any other profession or calling, including, of course, the accumulation of riches. (laughs) And he is not the fucking only uh, powerful, you know, smart motherfucker using this. Semen retention being the conscious choice not to ejaculate. Semen retention. It's been used in sacred sexuality circles that I've experienced But it's also been used by a lot of successful motherfuckers in intentional ways who have realized that harnessing that sexual energy, not in a repressive way, is fucking powerful. Yo, elite athletes have used this. (laughs) Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, yo, in the fucking Rocky movie, (laughs) shout out, literally women weaken legs. That is literally a, (laughs) that's actually a quote that David Hay, uh, another professional wrestler talked about when he he says that he wouldn't ejaculate I think it's six weeks up until a fight because you know you put a lion out there who hasn't fucking eaten and that energy he's gonna explode versus one that's you know well fed (laughs) it's another I mean it's literally another view on the like it's sexual frustration that energy's there, you know, when you're sexually frustrated and it's not channeled and it's not intentionally like going without sex or going without having an orgasm, uh, that frustration is there. That energy is there. It's just, uh, not intentional and it's not channeled, you know, being a fucking incel is not the same thing as this. (laughs) Too much, too much, too hard. No. Yeah. Being sexually, being sexually blocked in and not able to, uh, pleasure. That's, that's not what this is. Right. This is fucking actually feeling that energy, having it circulated in the body. You know, top business leader, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs used this. His partner talked about how he would oftentimes pull out insects, like because he wasn't going to ejaculate because he needed that, that energy. Fucking was it Nikola Tesla? Was it Nikola? Te- I think it's Nikola Tesla said that fucking inventors shouldn't be married, you know, because that energy that they have. Maybe they thought that fucking women were problematic. I'm going to, I'm going to choose to believe that they were clued into this idea that that energy, that sexual creative energy is what makes fucking magic. Now, don't get me wrong. At the same time that all this shit's happening and you have all these people harnessing this super powerful energy, we've got the church and religious organizations and organizations in in general that harness that and want to control that energy in a very different way, right? Like they literally hold the key to people's chastity and virginity. And if you look at it and through these lenses, it's it's a fucking thing of power. And here the church, especially my background, acts as the gatekeeper. Because they realize the fucking power of that energy and they use it to control and manipulate and people have to keep coming back to only experience sex and sexuality in themselves in a way that is acceptable to their fucking key holder, (laughs) their fucking dom. (laughs) You know, they've realized it. They know how, you know, organizations and institutions realize how fucking powerful this energy is when people are tapped in to uh, their sexual creativity and intimacy with themselves and and unlocking that power and really smart and fucking successful people uh, have also channeled it. 
So if you are sitting in your mom's basement laughing at this idea, <laughs> then maybe you're missing something. <laughs> but it's also it's also just fucking hot, like I said. And you know, sometimes uh, things in life should just be okay because they're fucking hot and feel good and are fun and interesting. But it heightens the sensations in other parts of your body. It teases you as a man to have your cock caged up. Uh, how many times a day do you get hard? If all of that blood flow now has to be redirected, it's normally going straight to your cock and it's throbbing. And now it can't because it's in a fucking cage. Uh, where's that blood go? Where's that energy go? Where's that restlessness go? <laughs> Bitch, I've had sluts who have never written a day of poetry in their life writing me sonnets while locked up. <laughs> like, how does this cage represent uh, your life? And what would a freedom mean to you? What would it look like? And what does it mean to you that I am the key to said freedom? <laughs> sonnets, bitch. <laughs> Uh, but uh, seriously, how would you repurpose that sexual frustration, that energy, uh, that teasing? And how much more amazing is it when you are finally able to release? Which in my session last week in Vegas, uh, I, I did take it off of him at the very, very end. And then I, <laughs> I proceeded to put his ankles up by his ears. He's a small guy ankles up by his ears and have him uh, jack his little pee pee right into his own face, which we, <laughs> we call a facial. But sometimes the cage comes off and it's, you know, wonderful. Or sometimes it fucking doesn't. And like, have you ever fucking had an orgasm flaccid cock? I have a number of subs who will go through an entire session and end up, that doesn't mean they don't come. They come. They come through it. They come through that fucking cage. <laughs> like a fucking orgasm, flaccid cock. Truly, that's kind of hard to uh, achieve if you are in the mainstream sex world, honestly. It's something that I was introduced to within the sacred sexuality world with semen retention, conscious ejaculation, and activating you know, playing with your prostate. So many men are like, so not fucking down for that. So many men are so, I ask them if they're down for ass play and they're like, oh, I don't think so. Definitely not. Not open to that. And then we put them in a fucking cage and all of a sudden, like after a bit, they're kind of into fucking ass play because other parts of their body are like, hey, notice me. <laughs> notice me play with me and prostate play doesn't always look like getting a fucking giant silicone cock crammed up your ass sometimes it looks like a little toy that vibrate that just reaches right in like a little hook and plays with that prostate and all of a sudden you are experiencing that sexual energy and that blood flow in ways that you fucking never have before and uh having a cage on can oftentimes uh help you along that that path, that journey, <laughs> which is fucking why I love chastity so much. It's so much of what I do in this space marries the spiritual side of things and what I believe there and healthy sex, love, desire, life uh, balance with also this fucking really hot world of dominating men 
and being playful and putting them on their fucking knees. And chastity within this space is very popular as, as, you know, unfamiliar as it is to most of the kind of mainstream vanilla world, even within the porn sex work community. It's very popular within (laughs) BDSM. And a lot of times it's, you know, seen as this only this humiliating thing, like only this like stupid emasculating, I'm going to lock you up and never fucking let you come. Like Locktober, you don't deserve to come. You're a piece of shit. Like you don't need to come. And besides that, like not actually being good for your health, like it is not healthy to not have that release. (laughs) And it's, you know, physically and also mentally and emotionally and spiritually, I believe. And I think there's plenty of things to back that up. I love that I, I get to exist in this space and marry those two, those two worlds. And also kind of like fuck off tradition and and honestly Christianity in the process. (laughs) So taking us all the way back to the beginning, uh, my three hour session, and some of you are like, what the fuck? Three hours or in my mom, (laughs) in my mom's word, uh, words, blessed queen mother, (laughs) Um, blessed queen mother, three fucking hours. (laughs) How horny is this motherfucker? Oh, God bless her. You know, now you're thinking three hours. I mean, three hours with a cage on your cock. What could happen? There really are so many possibilities, aren't there? (laughs) And some of you who never thought you'd be interested in this are kind of now have to admit, like, I kind of want to (laughs) know. And some of you are already into chastity in your kink play, but have never thought about being more intentional with it. I'm using it to channel your energy. And some of you women are understandably just loving the idea of locking your partner up and uh, bringing that <laughs> kind of element into your play and life. Honestly, like I lock men up at work. There is a chance if you work in corporate America and on any level, <laughs> there's a good chance at some point in your life you've been in a fucking meeting with a man who's fucking... <laughs> spitting out some rules and some regulations or some this, some that. And this motherfucker has a plastic cage on. He sure does. It's all around you, people. <laughs> uh, my my Dom sisters and I could fucking attest to it. They might even be wearing pink panties. Like, honestly, if this is instilling a little doubt in you when you're in those meetings, like, I, I hope it is. I hope you're, like, truly picturing them in their underwear. Anyways... <laughs> Regardless, one of my favorite things about what I do is coaching my clients in creative ways. In creative ways, they can take their desires into their real lives and relationships. So if you are interested in learning more about chastity for any of these reasons or some of your own... reach out and schedule a video call on my website, thatqueendom.com. Will that call end with a cage on your cock? Fucking perhaps. Maybe. (laughs) And as fucking promised, this entire episode is dedicated to Gustavo Turner, who is the news editor for XBiz, which is the world's leading platform for adult industry news. And Gustavo writes some really amazing and informative pieces for them and was also an awesome moderator at XBiz. And I also cornered him at the Sunday Fair industry party and lectured him on chastity and the importance of locking bitches up uh, for a good minute, like maybe even longer than he maybe may have wanted. Gustavo 
Gustavo, I appreciate all of the chastity related uh, memes you've been sending me because it makes me feel thought about. And also it's like, I feel like, a, you know, has this always been in your life and now you're just noticing it or have I, you know, manifested it into your life? Like either way, I fucking love it. <laughs> Uh, so this is for you. Thanks for all the amazing work you do. Find his information in the show notes. And uh, that's it for this week. I'll see you next week, sexy bitches. What you waiting for? She's got what you need while you over there at the door. Nightmares and dreams you just need me. Thy Queendom Come is a production of TQC LLC, music by Guillermo Jamont Jr. and LDK. All stories and audio used with permission. Names and details have been changed to protect the sluts involved.